Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland, and our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8:32. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. to the show. Um, hopefully I'm not getting a double echo um, from um, the equipment that I'm using. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to, first of all, welcome y'all, and I'm glad that y'all can tune in to the show. The um, purpose of today's show is to continue on the theme that you can be freed from sin. Uh, the spirit of God and the spirit of man are uh, to fellowship one with another. And the soul and the body are where your ego, your personality, and that is the soul dwell in your body, of course, is the carrying case for the spirit in the soul. You worship God in spirit. In other words, your spirit is where you want God. Not your soul, not your body. But the reason why if a man profits the whole world and loses his soul is so important is because the soul is the reasoning factor of your life in general. So if the devil is going to get you, he's going to get you and he's going to deceive your soul. The spirit wants to, your spirit wants to get with God. This is where the void is. Have you ever heard we say that the void in a man's heart is the reason why he goes off and commits adultery? You know, that's the reason why he wants alcohol, drugs, sex. He wants to fill that void. And he wants to fill the spirit. And the spirit is rejecting that. It doesn't want it. But the soul 
and the body wants it. The flesh wants it. And people think in the new in the new Christianity, I call it the new Christianity, that we have not to take command of our own personality, our own being. In other words, we should bring our bodies in, under subjection in the power of God's spirit to wield. But I'm not talking about willpower because as much willpower as people have, they, they, it doesn't work because your wants outnumber your willpower sometimes. You know that if you go on a diet, a lot of times diets fail because people like to eat. People get hungry. People enjoy food. That the willpower to stop eating food is much less than uh, the willpower to stop. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about is that of direction that you are to be going in in reference to being free or set free, what agenda you're on, what direction you're headed. And it is very important <coughs> that when you join the army, you inherit the army's objectives. You are on the army's schedule. You belong to the Today, who do you belong to? Look at something for a minute. And and Lamont, many people are familiar with this piece of scripture. And it's awesome piece of scripture. Um I remember when I was a kid reading the twenty third Psalms. It says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me. Remember that he make he don't really make you, but you you'll get it after a while. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. My for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff thy comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here's an, here's the next piece of scripture I would like to read if I, for you, and that is uh, stand by. <laughs> Actually, that's from Proverbs. My bad. I went blind for a minute. Uh, so that's the next verse is in Proverbs chapter 3. And many of y'all are familiar with this. 
Proverbs, and I'm just going to go ahead and read Proverbs chapter, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My son, forget not thy law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to, thy, to thee. Excuse me. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them upon thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. So shall thou find favor and goodness and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Here's the key verse. Verse 5 and verse 6. And verse 7. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to add more scripture in a minute. But when when you are born again, you are to engage with everything you got. See, some people want me to come on here and other preachers and other ministers and other messengers and anybody can start a radio show, but many people want you to come on here and cater to the person. And I'm gonna do the best I way I best I can to to do that. But I'm not here to cater to anybody. I'm here to show you God's way. And if it's, if if it's not His way, it's the highway. And many people are not gonna to listen to this radio program because they're gonna say I'm not patient. I, I listen. If I show you the way, have you ever talked to somebody and you and you know relative, and many people in the family try to give this person help and they just don't get it? Well, I'm going to give you what I know, and that's it. I'm not going to give you any fluff. It's either all. But if you're going to fail, it's going to be because you you are. Shall not one, he maketh me to lie down in the green presidency. Uh, you know, that, he leadeth me besides still. God leads us in our lives. We are to be a soldier for Christ. We are to sign, well, there is nowhere to sign on the dotted line, but when you give your life to Christ, you are fully in fully engaged, fully to pursue Christ. It says in James, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. In order to to stop sexual addictions, it's not easy, folks. Because it's in it's it's embedded in our in our bodies to want things. We're 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 created in that way. Um it's part of the curse, folks. Death came to us on the cross, and many other things came to us on the cross. Um, I'm sorry, in the garden. What I'm talking about, in the garden. But life came to us on the cross, of course. I was thinking of five different things all at the same time. That's why they came out. But life came to us on the cross, and eternal life came to us on the cross. But in the garden, death came to us. And the cross is the reason why we don't die if we come fully to Christ. 
whoever will come to Christ, he will let come. He will not cast, he will not turn anyone away, but it has to be his way. So it says in um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Um, okay, so I'm going to go to... Um, I'm going to go to Matthew's Gospel of Matthew. And I've read this last week, but I'm going to read it again. Um, now I'm going to read Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, Matthew 7, chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which buildeth his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the house blew and beat upon, and the wind blew and beat upon that house, upon that house, excuse me, and it fell not, for it was found upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sins of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which buildeth his house upon the land, the sand, excuse me. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was it the fall of it. I think I need more glass. I think I need some glass, more glass. I got glasses on. This is like the third time I said this this week. I, I probably need more glasses because I have to really kind of squint at that. And I don't know if it's something in my glasses or what. That's, I mean, I really butchered that. But anyway, let's go on. So you're building your house on the foundation of the Word of God, of course. Now it says in uh, Psalms 11. That if the foundations be destroyed, what can man do? So, if the foundation of the gospel is destroyed in your life, if, there, if, the, if the word of God is diluted, then you're going to see error coming in your in your life, and you're going to see the consequences of not being able to stop a habit, or to uh, not be able to um, sin, and he wants to free you, because who the Son sets free is free indeed. He cannot free you, my friend, unless you want to be freed, and he cannot free you, and he will not free you unless you come fully in to the... um, to the throne of grace and ask God to take it out. And you gotta want to take it. You gotta want it. You gotta want it so bad that, and the people probably say, "Well, well, if you don't, if you don't want it bad, you want it. You want to keep that sin. Well, ask God to give you the will to want His will. And there's no way around it. Go throw in the grace and ask Jesus to stop it. And um, in the meantime, throw yourself into the word of God. 
Because that's the only way you're going to stop. It's, the, it's by God's power. He says, without me, you can do nothing. See, you can do it in the physical. That's why I say, well, people say, well, Heidi, what do you say about a rich person when Christ said, without me, you can do nothing? When he wasn't talking about money because he made it clear that, it, that about a rich person going to heaven. He was talking about spiritually, a spiritual war. These shows aren't that popular. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep them on these shows about addictions, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and do another topic one more day to do a show in reference to the spiritual things like heaven or hell or death, to, you know, and uh, different topics relevant to Christianity. Does your cat go to heaven? You know, things like that. But um, the most important thing is, and in the church today is not saying it, but the most important thing is to be so that a person be cleaned before the rapture of the church. There's so many lies going out there, folks. There's so many lies, and there's so many lies that people are saying that there is no rapture of the church. While you don't have to get ready for something that don't exist. You should be getting ready for death every day, but nobody prepares for death. They, we prepare we prepare by uh, by taking what we have now, the sicknesses that we have now, and treating those. And people are preparing by losing weight, and people are preparing you know, by uh, taking vitamins. What I mean by preparing, they're preparing to live. They, they're preparing to not die early. So I just say preparing for death. And they don't say death. But people walking around thinking that they won't never die. Because, you know, when we when we find out somebody dies, it's a lot of surprise. When somebody called my my sister called him house, my mom called a house, and she said, such and such die. It's a surprise. Or if I go to work and find out one of my coworkers died, it's a surprise. So we have to live our lives in a way, if you're post-trib or mid-trib, because you're going to see all the warning signs of the Antichrist going into the temple saying, I'm God, and, you know, rocks and boulders falling from the sky, angels falling the air, big beasts biting people, you can't die. I mean, the whole, all the grass is burnt and everything. You're going to see all that stuff, World War 55. And um, you're not going to, you know, delay of getting on the ground when you see all of those getting on your knees and saying, Lord, forgive me. But what if those things don't happen? What if if you die in a car wreck? Or what if you swallow a a piece of candy and choke to death? I'm being being funny when I say that, but I'm just saying um, the pre-trip rapture is the only thing that can get a person ready and the Bible says, I'm coming for a church without spotted blemish. What is he talking about? If you were to pick up a, a basketball player, a football player, if you were to recruit for a college, when you pick up the player who has the less baggage, especially in his personal life, or when you pick pick a player who has, uh, well, now if it's a player is seven foot tall, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, if he can't shoot free throws, I'm still going to get him. 
Or if a quarterback has a higher percentage rate of throwing interceptions but a lot more touchdowns, I'm going to take that player. So are they perfect? No. But he's coming back for the best player. You say, well, this, it's not a matter of works. Well, he's not coming back for the best player in, in say per se, but he's coming back for somebody who is uh, wild about him, who's in love with him. I can tell you right now, there's not going to be one person besides maybe kids who don't even don't. They're under the age of accountability. Their parents didn't raise them in the way they should go. Their parents didn't raise them to be Christians. When the rapture happens, kids are going to go under the age of accountability. It can be 12 years old. It can be eight years old. It can be, I mean, some people can stay at those ages. You say, well, there's more advanced eight. There could be an advanced eight-year-old that's more advanced than a 12-year-old. And the 12-year-old go and the eight-year-old don't. I don't know. I don't think there are too many. There's not going to be too many eight-year-olds left here. Anybody under the age of six is definitely probably gone, unless the six-year-old is well advanced. But get, getting back to my point, he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. Now, judgment should begin in the house of the Lord, the Bible says. So I've never heard it put this way, but um, when the Bible says that Well, when the Bible says that judgment will uh, start or come or begin in the house of the Lord, um, 1 Peter 4. Hello. 1 Peter 4, 17. And uh, it says, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it is first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God. Uh, I believe that's, I've never heard it put this way for me. I believe that the when it says the judgment will begin at the house of God, I believe that that is the rapture of the church. I believe that when Jesus talked about, uh, when he gave a parable about the, the farmer coming out and uh, the worker coming out and seeing that there was uh you know, the um, wheat was growing pretty darn good, but then uh, he says, I looked over and I saw tares. And then the the owner of the farm says, this is a parable from Jesus, the, uh, the, the owner uh, said, let them grow together because at harvest time we're going to take the, the knife and we're going to cut and separate the wheat from the tares. Uh, I believe that judgment will begin in the house of the Lord, and I think judgment will begin at the rapture of the church. It'll happen in a split second. Don't matter if you're at church or not. You you just know you missed the rapture because you you were not uh, you was you weren't 100 percent in. Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or blemish, but he's coming back for a church mainly who was 100 percent in that were hot. Not lukewarm, hot. Now there's a there's if you if you draw a line out on a piece of paper and you got you put hot at one end and cold at the other end and you put lukewarm in the middle. The people in the middle between you have to be hot. And the people between cold and lukewarm definitely ain't going nowhere. But he wished that, that person 
Because if you're lukewarm and the rapture happens, judgment happens at the house of God, and you're and you're sitting there, you're not gonna know why you're sitting there. You're gonna have to go over your scriptures. You're gonna have to go over the word of Bible, the word of God, before they come and get your Bibles. So somebody's gonna have to tell you the hundred forty-four thousand Jews or the two witnesses going, or the angel flying through the sky is gonna have to tell you, or or you're gonna have to dig into your Bible and shut the doors, shut the curtains, and dig into your word. Because there's no way in the world you're going to figure that out. Judgment will begin in the house of God. Now, let me tell you all how what, the addictions that you're going to break will start off with the foundation of the word of God. And one salvation, one one thing is this. Uh in Ephesians, let me. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna go to Ephesians. Um, I'm gonna go to chapter, Ephesians six, and we're gonna talk about in a future show about the uh, armor of God. <laughs> but in verse, um, chapter, Ephesians six, verse ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And let's stop there. I'm not going to read any further. The Bible says to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. When the Holy Spirit resides inside of you, it gives you power. But it's not going to give you power when you're in the, when you when you're serving the gospel of you fill in the name John or the, not the John that, that is in the Bible, but the you know the the gospel of Ray Ray or the gospel gospel of Marianne or the gospel of you know uh, Lucas, and it's not the Luke of the Bible. It's, it's your own interpretation. The gospel of Sharon, the gospel of jo- Mr. Johnson down the street. I'm trying to get as close as I can to the uh, names of the Bible to make to make a point that everybody has their own gospel. Now, are you carrying Jesus' God, the, the Bible's gospel, or are you carrying uh, your own gospel? Since my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge or distorted knowledge, everybody has their own interpretation of the Bible. That's the, that's the thing. That's the scary thing. I mean, everybody has their own interpretation. So the more you read the Bible and the more you put it to play, you find out that the battle is the Lord's. And Joshua, before Caleb and Joshua entered the promised land, uh, their armies were the only two that made it. But the thing is, is that they, they, before they got there, they took out a lot of, a lot of armies. And um, in our life, God wants to take out a lot of things that are there, and you you are a workmanship. You are he is you are a work in progress. But when I say you're a work in progress, that I'm not saying it like some of these preachers say it, where they leave you weak. You we are all in a work in progress, and then that gives the person a license to continue to be a work in progress. We all yeah we might continue to be a work in progress, but. We're going to find out when we stand in front of Jesus to give an account that we didn't have to be a work in progress. We could have victory immediately. We're a work in progress because we want to be a work in progress. We're a work in progress because we stop God's progress. We have to enter in full, folks. We have to read his Bible daily. My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. 
the knowledge of God's word. We're not reading it. We have a lack of Bible readership in our in America. We let the preacher read it for us on Sunday, and we go home on Monday through through Saturday, and we dumb as a rock and we fail, and then we come back when they play those slow slow music at church, and we want to just tear up and cry and wang 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 wang. Come to the front of the church and you know get on and give it to Jesus. Yeah, you need to do that every day. Pick up your cross every day. Enter into the God, into the presence of the Lord every day. Do it every day, folks. Hell is hot. Does it does it does it make any sense? If you really don't believe it, then you're gonna continue. Wah, 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 wah. Every once every Sunday they play the sad music and you come up and give your life to or you pray, please help me, just that one day and then you go back to normal again and it becomes a loophole. I've been there, done that for years. God loves you. Go, come on up here today. Give you. I'm not. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you, so I hopefully I'm back on. I got 28 minutes left, but anyway. Where does God want you to be? Uh, where what does God want you to be? That's the most important question. The question is no longer me painting God the way I want God to, or what I want His Word to say, and I want how I want to pick bits and pieces. I was watching a movie. Um, was um. His mom was praying for him, and it's called Worm. You might be able to check it out on Dish Network. But um, it's, it was on the G movies. But anyway, <clears throat> this kid was battling uh, with with his conscience, and his conscience was sort of playing tricks on him. And his buddy, uh, one of his buddies, uh, was born again, and he was witnessing to him, and his mom was witnessing to him. And Anyway, it's it's kind of a weirdest movie where the kid um, had visions of him going being in hell. But anyway, um, the little girl, the girl that was uh, his was supposedly he was trying to date, was saying that um, you know she's telling the one the other, his friend that was saved, she's telling him, uh, uh, I just pick bits and pieces out of the you know Christian faith. I I sort of do what I feel like doing, and then like something I just kind of avoid it and that's what a lot of people are doing in, in, to, in today's Christianity is they, they're avoiding what is important I think you need to take the whole counsel of God the whole Bible seriously and 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 meditate on it as Joshua said I meditate on it day and night um, you have to take God seriously and that's the way you're going to stop sexual sin I, I don't have any magic trick for you I don't have any book that I can sell 20 points on how to stop sexual addiction. You just got to want it so bad that you, that you, you, you got to want God so bad and you got to want, you want, you got to understand who God is. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's also distorted knowledge. That's also having a mis, misconception of who God is. God is all powerful. And if any, any, if any of your knowledge about him is distorted, then you have already become weakened. 
God has the power to separate you from your sins. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I can do all things that Christ strengthens me. That's just not a, um, a, a verse to go on a song. It's a true statement. Without me, you can do nothing. So and that means the reverse is with God, I can do something. That means I'm going to draw upon him. I'm going to draw upon his strength. That means you, you, you offer yourself as a living sacrifice. And, and God is going to help you out. And then you're going to know the perfect will of God after that. But the perfect will of God is, uh, some people say, well, I don't know. I want to know the will of God for my life. The will of God for your life is, is Genesis through Revelation. And then you'll know your personal goal, your will. So once you read the whole Genesis through Revelation, and uh, you might not even do that. You know, might do Mark through, um, uh, Matthew through Revelations. But when you read, um, try to stay away from, you know, if, you, if you're going to read the Bible, read it. Read it in chunks. Don't read Bible plans from a church where you're just barely reading and you have no understanding. You can do that, too. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying if, if, a, if a church gives you a Bible plan and this, and this is Exodus here and then Genesis and then you go back to Chronicles and then one chapter out of each one and by the end of the year you've read the whole Bible, you're not going to still get it. You need to, first of all, pray for understanding. Uh, and, all your under, and all your getting of wisdom, get understanding. You need to get understanding. In James chapter 1, it talks about praying for wisdom. And then start a, start a, go get you an audio cassette and, and play the audio cassette simultaneously as you read the Bible. Or get you an app, or if you've got a phone on your app, read the Bible with the tape. You know, hear it. If you're washing dishes or you, you're, doing, you're doing homework or whatever you're doing, or you're getting ready to go to sleep, play, play the Bible. Listen to it. Learn to learn to love the Bible. Ask God to give you love for His Word, because without without understanding the Bible and without love for His Word, you're not gonna. It's gonna be impossible for you to um, stop doing anything. You're not gonna just stop it. You might be able to stop it in 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 in, in small, you know, time periods, but it's gonna come back. I mean, it's always gonna come back. You want to read the Bible to a point where you can go to it with the audio cassette, with the audio on the Bible uh, online or the audio on your phone, or even if you go buy the audio CDs at, at a bookstore, you can go to the New Testament in one weekend or at least a week. Every week, go to the New Testament and then add to, add to the old, add the old Testament to it. Read the, uh, go over to, you know, let the Go take you over Psalms, and then let the tape take you over Proverbs, and then go to Genesis, and then Exodus, Leviticus. But you can also get you, give yourself some time to sit down and, and read the Bible yourself without any help. Just read it. Pick a book that you understand. I, I suggest Ephesians. I, I suggest First Peter. I suggest all the epistles. I, I suggest you also go and read Acts. And then read and read the book of Jude, read Revelations. But don't think you can, and because if it was food, Americans are some greedy people. If this was some food, you you would probably scratch my eyeballs out trying to get to that food. 
Jesus said that you should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. You should not live by pizza alone. Tell the army guys that, or the marine guys, or the navy guys that, or college students. You should live not by pizza alone, but by every, because pizza is made of bread. You should live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Can you imagine that, telling the kids that? You can't be eating pizza. Go read your Bible. How dare you tell me that? The Bible's out of date. You know, the Bible's still in date. You have to get this serious. You have to get this right, folks. Eternal hell waits. Hell is at large in itself. You say, well, you're a radio. No wonder why your radio program is not properly. You, 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 you not. You don't care. You don't have no sad music and stuff playing. And folks, I, I'm, I'm just telling y'all like it is. I mean, if you really want God to set you free, move close to God and stay there. Stay in the love of God, as, as Jude would say. Stay in the love of God. Stay close as you can to God. Well, he's not here. Well, in the heart, your affections, set your affections on things above, not on things below. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Set your affections on things above. Today is the last day. We're living in the last days. Don't go seeking after a new house or a new car. We're months away from something happening. I mean, we're 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 September away. I don't know which one it is. Some people say, "Well, you're not to know the day." And I ain't say that. Well, it's to take a rocket scientist to figure that out. I'm not saying what year it is. I'm just saying that it, I believe Christ is coming back for His church in, in in a given September. You can yell at me if you want. How dare you, you you these kids, people coming and tell? Yeah, I believe He's coming, and I believe the tribulation period will start in a given October. And I believe that whatever year the September happens of Christ coming back for his church, the April prior to that would be full of war and a peace agreement. And I'm not saying it's this year. I'm having a feeling it's next year. We got one more year. But at the same time, let's pray that this eight, we can get out of this April without uh, them signing a peace agreement. And then God says, okay, I'm going to wait another year because because America is going to, we, we're going to, Christians in America are going to be really disappointed. Because that can happen too. Remember, these uh, signals and signs, blood moons, are, uh, are par- uh, parentheses over 2014 and 15. So if, 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 if Israel signs a peace agreement and America forces Israel to give up parts of the land in this April, then um, we would have to have another year and a half, uh, another year and a half to suffer. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't see any reason why God would keep that suffering from us if everybody else in the world has suffered. We're living in a, a time period known as the the end of the age and the and this age is ending quickly and this age is not going to continue on anymore the end of the age means the end of the devil's system so god bless everybody out there i'm i'm glad y'all tuned in um I was headed out the door, and I just decided to go ahead and do it because I did not want to come back later and do the show. But like I said before in the last show, the closer you get to Christ, 
you're going to still be tempted. But when you get your priorities straight and you understand that you are, are a threat to Satan's kingdom, and the closer you move to Christ, the devil will flee. See, the devil is not trying to get you. He'll, he's patient. But the closer you stay in Christ in heart, mind, and soul, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. The closer you get to Christ with your heart, mind, and soul, the closer you stay there, the 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 harder it is for the devil to get you to be tempted. Now I know that there's a hot and burning sensation. There's many types of lust. There's a lust to want to go buy something. There's a lust for anger. There's a lust for sex. There's a lust for having somebody else's stuff. There's a lust for drinking alcohol. And um, I'll give y'all a quick scenario with me with alcohol when I was drinking. Um, I would go to the store and I would walk around the alcohol freezer a few times before I, I would either get some more beer or walk out the store. Now, when I do it, I don't even pay attention to it because I believe that God set me free immediately from the... Um, now, food is another thing that I had prayed for. And I had asked God to set me free, and since then I lost 70 pounds. Now, I'm not saying this is a magic trick or anything, but I still got anger issues. But I asked God to about a year ago to help me with my anger, and he's helped me with my anger. I, I, I asked God to free me from sexual addiction, and he freed me oh, about a year and a half ago, even more than that. He actually freed me, and I returned back to my own vomit. But, um, you know, I don't. God has freed me, but the thing is, God has a lot more work to do. And why? Why do I have to make up God? Why do I have to have God do too much work when I can just stay away from? I see the priority of staying away from those vices because it slows me down, and I can't do the things I need to be doing for Christ. It just that, that stuff just slows you down. So, in order to stop sexual addiction you have to move closer to Christ now to have this show over and over again what am I going to talk about if that's my key I mean I'm just giving you the key before I you know minimize it and start talking about various subjects but one thing we're going to talk about probably next week is Ephesians chapter 6 and all the arm the armor of God and if you look at the armor of God closely it's all Jesus and it says in Colossians to to put on Jesus Christ and that's exactly what you're doing. You're putting on the armor of God, but everything has that armor has to do with Christ. And Paul just put it in a more simplified manner, because in Colossians he says put on Christ, and then and then and Ephesians chapter six he gives you the armor to put to put on. You're not gonna sit there and say I'm putting on the righteous breastplate. I'm putting on. Let me grab my helmet or something. No, you put on Christ. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, in the Bible where does it say each piece is Christ? Okay. So, you know, stand firm, folks. Stand firm in God's word. Stand firm in Christ. You know, seek Him as if He's His presence is always around you. He's there with you. Um, get to love, get to love Christ. You're gonna be meeting Him pretty soon. 
for I mean, even if you decide that we're we're post trip, you're still going to be meeting them less than ten years from here. If you believe it's the time, I believe it's the time. I believe Christians can be meeting him this year sometime or next year, or at least by 2017, we will we will meet Jesus Christ. We will stand in front of him, give an account. For the post trippers, it can go it can go as far as 2025. But because uh, I said 2017 as far as the rapture is concerned well add 7 to that you get 2024 I don't think it's going that far I think we're going to see the iniquities ranch it up if it's 2015 and the rapture happens 2015 we're going to see all that stuff ranch it up and it's going to get, get worse I'm hoping it's this year myself <clears throat> I, I mean there's nothing else I can tell you for this episode because um, I'm not trying to make it easy, but I'm just saying you should have that much confidence in Christ that he can do that. But it takes time to understand that and to let it soak in. It takes time. It takes time. Christ can help. He can free you from a sin today or he can free you from a sin three years from here. But don't take the three years, folks. We don't have enough time. It's an emergency. It's 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 almost as if you're drowning. You're drowning in water, and, and if somebody takes another five minutes, you're going to be dead. You cannot afford it. It's, too, it's just we don't have enough time for us to sit up and, and say um, that Christ, <coughs> he has something for you to do. <coughs> he really does. And you have to believe that. So every um, every Monday we're gonna have a, a show on being set free. We're not even going for right now. We're not gonna attack the item, and what I mean by item, the alcohol, the pornography. The we're just going to uh, get to the main course. What I can do for you? Now forget about God blessing you because you pay your tithe. And pay extra. Forget about God healing you for right now. Forget about God uh, helping you find a new job. Those things are very important, but they're not important to the real uh, realness. That many shall say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this, 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 and this? Well, I never knew. I don't. I don't know you. I never knew you. Depart from me. So why did he tell them that? Because they were too concerned about those things I just mentioned. Healing, I can understand. But somebody trying to get God to buy you a new house and a new car and, and pay, pack, pad your pocket. Well, how about him taking the sin away from you? Because you, you're not going to get, you're not going to die and take those things with you. You might take, you're not even going to take your sickness with you because you're dead. But one thing we need to do that's more important than the sickness, which you want God to free us from sickness. You want you want to pray for your family members and your church members and your and you want to pray for your family for sickness that sickness be taken away. But what if the sickness is there that you will repent of your sins and you will die and go to heaven? What did you say? People don't look at it that way. I mean, you should 
pray for God to deliver you from that sickness. That's not my point. My point is, is that what if God is what if God put that sickness there to speed up and to make you aware that you that you are on the wrong course and that you seek the Lord God with all your might, heart, mind, and soul, and that you tr- seek the truth that the truth will be not tampered with, and you will go into heaven with the correct truth. Then, folks, there are many people today who are belonging to belong to churches who are dying and going to hell. And if you are sick, you might try to get it correct if you're not too focused on the sick sickness. This is not fluffy what I'm talking to you about. This this is true to the core. This is I'm I, I can't be no more honest with you. That Christ is the one who fights your battles. Christ beat, Christ won the battles um, for the Israelites when they were fighting different wars in the book of Joshua, in the book of Judges, Joshua. When they were fighting the battles and trying to take the promised land, that was God. And when they were disobedient, what happened? They fell. They fell miserably, and their people got killed. So let me bring it to layman's terms today. When you let God fight your battles and you're obedient to God, he says, him who loves me will keep my commandments. So why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say do? You don't do. Whoever does the will of God will enter heaven. That's exactly what he's saying. So you're going you're gonna to be obedient to Christ for what his word says, to be obedient to Jesus Christ per what his word says, not your interpretation, but what his word says, then the victories that he's going to give you, first of all, are not going to come in the financial department, not even in the healing department. It's going to come with your obedience to offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy unto God. So when you, the only way you're going to be holy for he is holy is to be holy because he gives you strength to be holy. Now, I'm not talking about holy to a point of Jesus Christ holy, but I'm saying holy to practice sin, to practice against sin, to practice righteousness, and not to practice sin. So you become 100% in. This is just, it's just too hard. I don't want to be 100% in. I'd rather just be 50% in. Well, don't do it at all. If you're not going to be 100% for Christ, folks, in the next couple of months, year or two, we're going to wake up and smell the coffee. And even if it's five years off, it still goes quick. You're going to wake up, and you're going to have to smell the coffee before it's too late. Hell is eternal. Hell is not something where I'm going to come on and somebody says, well, you shouldn't be on the uh, radio or on the Internet talking that way because you're, you're asking for too much. I'm asking you to have total commitment to Christ. That's the way you're going to stop sexual sin. You have many churches teaching that, are, are, are in, and I'm probably saying this a little bit too late, but you have many, because I'm going to need to explain myself, but you have many churches teaching that they're, they're people that they can masturbate or sexually without without a partner of course you need to be married but sit there and simulate sex and that's okay how is that okay first of all it's unclean second of all 
you're, you're dispersing something that God wants to keep pure, which is sperm. I mean, or whatever the woman's doing. And you have to think about somebody. You just can't sit there and do it without thinking about somebody. So come on, you guys. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Don't fool yourself. These are the last days. The spirits speak of especially that in the latter days, some should depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You don't necessarily have to have a particular doctrine of the Bible. It can be a doctrine of a lie that you can sexually sin like that and get away with it. Of course, it is a coming against God's word. It says, casting down imaginations and anything that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything. So if you're telling somebody they can simulate sex and you're still going to go to heaven, you're not. You're going to hell. So I'm here to tell you if you want to play some slow music right now, Jesus loves you. But he can't take you the way you were. Some people say, well, God, God is going to rapture everybody out. Everybody's going. No, everybody's not going. Not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, should enter in the kingdom of God. If that was, a, if everybody's going, then the verse wouldn't even apply. He wouldn't even put that there. And then he says, right after, enter into the straight gate, the straight gate. Right after that verse, he says, beware of false prophets. And folks, the pro, the, today, false prophets don't have to be false, uh, coming off as false prophets. They can just have error in their words. Like, you know, Jesus loves you no matter what you do. You're going to heaven. That's a false prophet. But that's not a false prophet. That's somebody who just got the doctrine wrong. That's a false, pro, that's a false teacher. Anything that comes out false is false. That's why I'm so careful what I say. I'm real careful. A hundred percent commitment or not. If if it's worth to you, like I tell my kid, if it's worth if if it's worth to you to come against what I'm saying, then then it's on you. Am I saying it arrogantly? No, I'm not saying it arrogantly. I'm saying read the Bible for yourself. Do not ask God for your own interpretation. Ask God for His. That's what I did. Jesus asked us to count the cost. The cost, the cost is not to be an absentee disciple, even when we don't see Jesus today. We're, we're here to have the Holy Spirit come down into our hearts or come into our hearts because he's already on earth, to come into our hearts and guide us and lead us. The first verses that I read, and it says in uh, Psalms 119 that, the word of God is a lamp to our feet. So, folks, read it before you trip. Don't sit around here thinking everything's okay. It's not okay. Loves you, my friend. Christ wants you. He wants all of you, not just some of you. And in order for Israel to have won those wars, they, would, they had to be obedient to Christ and they had to be close to Christ. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio.
Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless.